Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the COB on the 7th of October. It's all the stuff you know need to know about the day in business and finance. I'm Nadine Blaney and here with me, drumroll, Cara Orgway. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? <laughs> yeah, good. Well, green day in the market, so green that's always day good. Some. When I yeah. got up there last, it wasn't looking this good. It was a bit waxing and waning through the early part of the session. But yeah, that's a decent gain of seven-tenths of a percent. 7,256, so about that 7,200 level still, um, you know, pretty good, really, when you consider what went on around the region. Uh, we see a pretty flat performance in Japan, although the Hang Seng doing really well. Do you know what's behind that? No, I'm not sure. China still is on holiday, yeah. right? Yeah, comes back, back tomorrow. Get back tomorrow, so I haven't seen anything. I mean, that energy play was dragging the market, so you thought maybe that would have had some effect uh, on that Hang Seng as well. But, yeah, looking across the board here, here locally... There's a lot of green out there. NAB finishing almost 2% higher. Financial is pretty much largely all in the green. Healthcare also looking pretty green. CSL up half a percent on the day. Yeah. So just looking at um, some of the big performers, we saw Super Retail Group up by close to 8%. Look, I'm not seeing any news associated with it. Collins Food Group was up by close to 7%. It's going to be um, opening... Well, it's got the license, I suppose, to open KFCs in the Netherlands. Don't picture the Dutch being big chicken eaters, but what do oh, I know? I and I thought there was a chicken shortage anyway <laughs> in <laughs> Europe, right. so I'm not sure where they're going to get the chicken from. But I don't know. they got we'll 10 see. years to do it and to figure it out, though. <laughs> but um, I guess it's been so long since we've traveled anywhere, Cara. Well, we know what people are eating anyway. I know. I can't even remember. We're talking of tra- travel. I spoke with Roger Montgomery on the show this afternoon. His big play is travel, and so it's Flight Centre because that encaptures all of that play, the leisure, the flights, and the cruises. He reckons people are going to get back on cruises. I'm not too sure. I'm not sure I'll be getting back on a cruise after what happened, but that's his opening play, so that's in the COB newsletter. Uh, right, no way. Uh, yeah, but I don't know if I was a cruise person prior. Very true. No offence to anybody who <laughs> loves them, but I'm sure I'll get there at some point in my life. Look, we've got a bit of breaking news from EML Payments after the market closed, talking about that Central Bank of Ireland ongoing issue. So EML says that, um, look, the CBI, so the Central Bank, has advised that its uh, subsidiary's proposed material growth policy is higher than what it wants to see. So it's having an ongoing dialogue regarding those concerns that have been raised by that central bank. So that's one that we'll be watching as trade gets underway tomorrow. But um, if you'll just indulge me for a minute, we can take a look at what else moved the markets today. And to the downside, Whitehaven Coal was off by about 7%. Uh, The Star Entertainment Group, again, speaking to some of the the, the lackluster performance from the travel names over the past couple of days. Um, but look, uh, the, the, the continuing big overarching story does continue to be energy and that gas and all of, of the shortages that we're seeing around. 
Yeah, I mean, some of the technical guys had had a look on Twitter this morning of that LNG price. It's pretty unbelievable when you look at the charts. So that commodity is complex, set to continue. And of course, we still have concerns surrounding China as well. And that crisis in Europe is electricity prices just going to go up and up, I think. Yeah, well, you know, everybody's talking. I know it's impacting your family, you know, specifically or, you know, they're they're involved in all of that. But it's just all part of this sort of... um, volatile environment that we're seeing still inflationary conversations going around still taper timetable for november we still got the non-farms we still got the debt ceiling um and that's why in this sort of uncertain economic environment marcus bogdan from blackmore capital is still saying you need some defensive names in your portfolio and he names a couple and we've got that in the show notes as well if you're interested in having a listen yeah, I also sp- spoke with Claude Walker from A Rich Life on the show this afternoon. He said it's been a tough time for his portfolio, that yeah. volatility. If you're in those growth names, it can definitely hit you. If you're in the tech, it can hit you. So he's looking at three defensive plays in terms of dividend payouts. So those stability stocks that you stick in and you forget about them. So he was on the show this afternoon, as I said. Check out those three plays. Dicker Data was one of those stocks. Ah, uh, yeah, Dicker Data. Uh, David Dicker, we've got a number of interviews with that CEO on our website. Always interesting to have a listen to what he has to say. Still sort of having a little tick around to see what was the real driver of Hong Kong. I'll get back to that in just a minute. Um, So, Cara, we didn't have any big headline data here today. Payrolls data obviously reflecting uh, the damage that's been done via the lockdowns in Victoria and New South Wales. But guess what? Tell me. Well... We're looking pretty good for Monday as far as getting out and about a little bit more. I can't wait, I must say. Just going to, you know, go to a bar, have a drink, go for a massage, just do normal things. I think everyone is just so excited. Yeah, hair, all the rest of that. <laughs> and for me, I mean, all the kids are going back to school yes. the following week I can on the imagine 25th. That's exciting. So that's a bit of a relief. I think it, it's time. And... Uh, yeah, just to see some more people around the city is going to be, I think it'll be uplifting, especially when the weather starts to change. And then that gets yeah. you thinking about consumer confidence and everything exactly. else heading into Christmas. And different lunch options as well. I think we've exhausted the lunch options yeah. down here for Brian oh. Grove. So once everything opens up, it's just going to make everything better, I think. Yeah. No offense to uh, yeah to anyone who's been stuck at home, of course, because <laughs> we have still been coming into the CBD, socially distanced, COVID safe all the rest of it. Um, So listen, tonight in the US, we have jobless claims. We have Loretta Mester, who will be speaking about inflation. So watching for some quotes coming from that and still watching for some sort of resolution coming through in the US debt ceiling. Yeah, and look, of course, we do have non-farm payroll numbers on Friday. That's the biggie of the week because it is the one before they decide to taper or not to taper. Um, so it could influence their decision, right? So we might see some volatility in those currency markets. The Australian dollar is so sticky at the moment. Amid what is actually some really great volatility in, in equity markets, it's just not being reflected in the Australian dollar. I had a cl- chat with Clifford Bennett as to why he just thinks that it's kind of long-term outlook for, for US dollar strength. But maybe some volatility on Friday. Let's, let's hope so. All right. Well, and that was the trade, was it, if people want to have a trade. listen? Okay. And I just have to highlight that I did an interview today with Northern Trust's uh, chief market strategist from Chicago. They put out a report which is essentially giving their forecast for the next five years. And it was so interesting, talking about stuckflation, talking about the changing, I guess, MO for monetary policy. But all of that is dependent on the inflationary story, which they're pretty sure is going to remain benign. So yes, this trans 
um, disinflation will be transitory because, again, they're pointing to the big technological um, forces that are at play and that will start to push down the need for workers and all the rest of it, all the reasons why we weren't seeing inflation pre-pandemic. And I just thought it was, A, a really fascinating report. I got through a lot of it with him, not all of it, but I think it's worthwhile to take a listen to that interview if you can, and it's accessible via the show notes as well. We're talking of trading inflation, inflation numbers in the US next week. We've got Trading Up, sponsored by IG, next week. And we're going we're gonna to be talking about how to trade those inflation yeah. numbers on the macro panel. I can't wait for that. Yeah, me too. I think it's going to be really good. Um, listen, before I forget, stock of the day, the Future Fund Stock Series. Look, Julia Lee from Berman Invest. I mean, if, if Kashi was here, I don't know how he would have handled it necessarily, but she did <laughs> break the rules a little bit. I'm going to let her get away with it because it's value. So Julia Lee from Berman Invest and Luke Winchester from Meriwether Capital. Um, listen to their future fund stocks. Yeah, look, I, I picked Nintendo and, and I actually came at this in, in two different ways. One is obviously you want an investment that's around in 20 years. Um, and, and, you know, this is a business that is 100 years old. So I, I dare say it will be around in another 20. Um, from, from a stock point of view, I, I like the business. We all know Nintendo. It's, um, you know, maybe other than Disney got some of the best intellectual property in the world. Um, looking for new ways to monetize that in mobile gaming and things like that. So I, I really like it from that point of view. But the other angle I came across is, is you know, that proverb of, of give a man a fish, you feed him for a day teach Amanda Fish, you're feeding for a life. I've butchered that through all the philosophers out there, but, um, you know, bear with me, of, of, you know, trying to pick something that the kids would also be interested in. It's a good business, um, obviously, on the Tokyo Exchange. There's also an American um, um, ADR listing as well. So it's 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 um, e pretty easy to be accessed by um, even retail investors. When you're investing for someone young and you've got such a long time frame ahead of you, the, the power of compounding is the key. So you want, I think, a basket of stocks that are just going to increase over time. I call the holy trinity on the Aussie share market, BHP, Billiton, <laughs> um, Macquarie, as well as CSL. Um, and look, there are different drivers there. And what you want with that diversification is stocks that don't always move together. So CSL is defensive. BHP is all about global growth. And, you know, Macquarie sort of... Uh, walks to its own beat most of the time. So looking at a, a diversified approach and really using compounding because, you know, when you have time, it's compounding that does the work for you. So that is the Future Fund series. Look, we've got one more day of it. Looking forward to that. And guess what? The following week, um, we're going to do a little series on, you know, a stock to buy on a significant pullback. So, you know, shopping list for a potential I'm not going to say crash, but but further correction. Well, lots of people are talking about it, aren't mm. they? The Roaring Twenties, 50% corrections in the Nasdaq. So it's a good time to start thinking about it, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're practical, you should probably always have sort probably. of... Probably, ready to yeah, go. Entry levels for the companies that you really want to get into. So there you go. That's a bit of a taste of what's going to happen tonight. And of course, uh, what we're looking forward to coming up tomorrow on Friday. Cara, we've got uh, the day kicking off. We've got Kenny Paul. Oh, no. Um, yeah, we've got we Kenny Paul yeah. tomorrow. We do, yeah. We also have Steve Sosnick from Interactive Brokers. He's one of my favorite US guests. He's always got something interesting today. He looks at options markets and always got a unique take on what he's seeing. And uh, Malcolm Wood from Ordmanette. He's always really good with just sharing his outlook. I will say it. I always give this man credit where credit is due. Right from like March 23rd. 2020 he was calling for a v-shaped recovery yeah and uh we'll get some more always with Gemma dale from nab trade as to yeah what's been moving markets on the platform and we wrap the day with shane oliver amp head of investments and we also 
uh, speak with Luke Winchester again, Mary by the Capital, on a Friday afternoon to get some mi- micro cap picks. And then it's heading into the weekend for a bit of freedom on Monday. And on farm payrolls. On farm payrolls. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about that, <laughs> that little one in between. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, have a good night. See you tomorrow. See ya. 